Welcome back to Taxes Made Simple. I'm your host, Carlton Dennis. And in today's video, we're gonna go over when should you set up an S corporation? I love talking about S corps. And if you're someone that's been following my channel, you might've already switched your LLC to an S corporation. But if you're new to becoming a business owner, this will be a very big topic for you. S corps do save money for business owners, but you need to know when you should be switching to an S corp or when you should have one. So we're gonna discuss that. Let's dive in. All right, guys, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna break this video down into three different segments. Starting off with when you should not set up an S corporation, I'll have three different topics that I want to discuss with you guys around that. I'll go over when you should think about switching to an S corporation. And last but not least, I'll tell you exactly how to set up an S corporation. By the end of this video, you should know how to save money on your taxes as a small-based business owner, and you should feel like you're equipped enough to be able to get yourself into an S corp before the end of the year if it's the right type of entity structure for you to be in. But before we go into setting up an S corporation, we have to know who should not have one. So let's talk about it. All right, guys, the first thing we're going to talk about is rental real estate acquisitions. If you're thinking about getting into an investment property, you're probably not going to need an S corporation. But I want you to understand why. Most rental real estate investors will establish a limited liability company, an LLC, for acquiring real estate. Part of the reason why real estate investors will choose an LLC over establishing an S corporation is because rental real estate is passive income, not ordinary income. And if you're getting into rental real estate acquisitions, you're probably going to need an LLC. Part of the reason why many investors set up LLCs is for limited liability coverage. But if you have an S corporation, there's one key difference. You have to process payroll, which means you're paying into social security and Medicare tax. If you're an investor, you're earning passive income, which isn't subject to social security and Medicare tax. So in order to avoid having to possibly process payroll and pay additional tax, we wanna make sure that we're acquiring our real estate in the right entity structure, and an LLC might be better for you than establishing an S corporation. Now, it's not to say that you won't have an S corporation when it comes to real estate. Maybe you're someone who's managing your own investment properties, and it might make sense for you to have your own management company. I love leveraging management companies because a lot of real estate investors are managing their own investment properties, but they haven't taken it upon themselves to charge themselves for managing their own investment properties. You might be saying, hold on Carlton, if you charge yourself for managing your own investment property, aren't you just gonna pay taxes on the money you paid yourself? Let's dive in really quick. Let's say that I acquired a rental property in 2021 and my rental property gave me cash flow of $30,000, which means I'm gonna pay taxes on that rental income. But then I wanted to give myself a management expense of $5,000 for managing my own rental property. Okay, well, I dropped my taxable income on my personal side here, maybe inside of my LLC, to $25,000 in taxable income. But now the $5,000 that I paid myself in a management expense, I'm gonna pay taxes on that $5,000 inside of my S corporation. Now, you might be someone who's managing your investment properties from the convenience of your own home. So you might decide to take a home office deduction to help you offset some of the tax burden associated with paying yourself. Maybe you have a cell phone that you're using inside of your management company because you're contacting your tenants, you're contacting your tax account, you're contacting your lawyers, you're contacting every single person you need to contact to make sure that you can collect on rental income from your own investment property. So you carry your cell phone bill. And maybe when you go out to visit your property, you're sitting down having meals with other people discussing the additional investments that you wish to take. So you have meal expenses. 
Oh, and maybe because, you know, you and your husband decided that you guys wanted to have life and children together, that you decided to hire your children inside of your management company. So you have payroll for your kids. And since your children are beneath the age of 18, the money you pay your children are tax deductible. I think it would be pretty easy to wipe away $5,000 of taxable income that you paid yourself as a management expense. And you were able to record a $5,000 tax deduction inside of your LLC where your rental property is. So not only does this end up allowing for you to take personal expenses that now can be business expenses, it puts you into a place where you can utilize your S corporation the way it's meant to be utilized as a true management company. This can also be done inside of an LLC as well, where you won't pay payroll taxes for having your children on payroll. You don't have to raise your voice. You pay you! I can give you half. Another reason why it might not make sense to have your real estate inside of an S corporation is because of basis rules. When you acquire rental real estate and you place rental real estate inside of a corporation and your property goes up in value, we have to factor in the difference in value as capital gain income. So you could be paying taxes inside of your own S corporation just for having a rental property sitting inside of it, even though you haven't done anything. So we just wanna make sure that we always understand when it makes sense to set up our S-Corp when it comes to rental acquisition. Now, this is one way in which you can have an S-Corp in real estate, but it does not mean you need to have an S-Corp when you're acquiring real estate. Rental acquisition, LLC, rental management, S-Corporation, you can also have an LLC to manage your rental properties as well, okay? Next reason why we would not want to have an S-Corporation is let's say that we're raising capital to go public. Guys, if you're raising capital to go public, you're going to need to be a C corporation. Carlton, but I thought that S corporations help me save money on self-employment tax and I get to take payroll. Yes, but if you're looking to take your business to the SEC and you wanna be a publicly traded company, you're gonna need capital and you're looking for lots of capital, which means you need to be a C corporation to get to the SEC. So. I wanna save you some time here and educate you. All publicly traded companies are C corporations. If you plan on being a publicly traded company, you will become a C corporation. But maybe early on in your business, you do research and you find out, maybe I should be an LLC, maybe I should be an LLC taxed as an S corp. And then you get into your S corporation and find out, oh my gosh, I actually wanted to raise capital and take my company public. And now you have to backtrack and switch your S corp over to a C corporation. Hmm. Sounds like a lot of work. This is exactly why we have videos like this, right? To educate ourselves, to save time on building wealth. If you're looking to raise capital, you should be raising capital inside of a C corporation if you plan on taking your company public. And if you plan on wanting to get a business evaluation to sell your company, I also recommend having a C corporation if you'd like to sell your company for less than $20 million and try to avoid some of the taxes associated with it. And part of the reason why we recommend a C corporation over an S corporation when you're raising capital is because a C corporation allows for you to sell stock in order for you to raise capital to grow your business. And this is something you would wanna do in a C corp if you plan on becoming a publicly traded company that gets approved by the SEC. If you're an investor looking to raise capital, but you're set up in the wrong entity structure, how does that make you look to an outside investor? Most outside investors already know that they need to invest inside of C corporations because that gives me more confidence to invest inside of your company, knowing that you have the correct information and that you partner with the right professionals. So just something to take into consideration if you're ever raising capital, we wanna make sure that we're doing so in the right type of entity structure and the S Corp might not serve us if we're looking to go public. 
All right, let's jump into number three. The number three reason why we would want to not have an S corporation is if we're doing day trading. I really wanna harp this down because I have a lot of clients that are doing day trading, a lot of clients that became day traders over this past pandemic that we had. If you're someone that's doing day trading, you can do day trading out of an LLC, even if you have made the mark to market election. Now, the mark to market election means that you are treating all of your income that you receive at the end of the year, it's ordinary income, which means you get to experience all of the losses as well that come with trading. This is what makes trading really awesome is that you get to claim all of your losses. So it works against the income that you earn. But even if you're a trader, you are not subject to social security and Medicare tax. And social security and Medicare tax is something that S corporation owners are all too familiar with. Because if you're an S corporation owner, you already know that you have to run payroll. It's a requirement, which means that you're going to pay into social security and Medicare taxes based on whatever you paid yourself in wages. Day traders can day trade out of an LLC and the income that they earn is not subject to social security and Medicare tax. They don't have to take payroll if they don't want to. So when it comes to day trading, you can avoid social security and Medicare tax just by day trading out of an LLC. If you would like to, you can day trade out of an S corporation. However, you will have to process payroll. Now you might say Carlson, when would it make sense to day trade out of an S corp? Maybe you're someone that needs to process payroll because you're looking to qualify for a loan. I have a lot of day traders that will go through the process of processing a payroll or converting over to an S corporation so they can show that they have a W-2 paycheck coming from their own business and it helps them qualify for a loan when they're trying to get a house. If that's something that you're looking to do, I encourage you to speak with your lender. They need to understand the type of income that you're making and also make sure that you have a great strategy around reporting payroll so you're not getting killed in payroll taxes. My job is to help you keep money in your pocket, not continue to write checks to the government. So if we can be strategic, then we can learn that day trading out of an LLC actually saves us a little bit. Having an S corporation can help us if we're trying to qualify for something, but it's gonna lead to more payroll tax. All right guys, now the next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about who needs to set up an S corporation. Three different types of people that I feel like need to set up S corporations, so let's talk about it. All right guys, let's go over who needs to set up an S corporation. The first type of person that needs to set up an S corporation is the taxpayer that has safe business income. We call it in our office SBI. If you're an SBI taxpayer, you're a taxpayer that has net income in excess of $45,000, okay? I want you to always remember this number. This is the threshold, the threshold. This is the number, the number, the number you will always remember when you're ever trying to tell one of your friends that's a business owner that's just getting into business, whether or not they need an LLC or an S Corp, you gotta immediately let them know. Are you gonna have more than 45,000 net income, brother, sister? Because if you are, I need you to be in an S corporation. You're gonna save money on taxes. You're considered an SBI. If you're an SBI, you're making pretty good income. If you have $45,000 in net income, you're doing okay as a business owner. You're safe, you're okay. You have proven that you can truly run business and you're making consistent income, which leads me to believe the benefits have now outweighed the cost for you to establish an S corporation. You are now at a place where you can process payroll on that $45,000. You are now at a place where it makes sense for you to even run payroll. You're now at a place where it makes sense for you to be considered a W-2 employee underneath your own business over there. That's right. You are now just an employee underneath your business. 
And that is what an SBI is, a safe business owner. And if you're making over $45,000 net income, you need to be in an S corporation. The second type of taxpayer is the business owner looking to become a homeowner. If you're a business owner looking to become a homeowner, having an S corp will make it easier. Having an S corp will make it easier when you're trying to become a homeowner because of what the government is looking to qualify you on for a loan. We're gonna talk about the five things the government looks for to qualify you for a loan. When it comes to wanting to qualify to buy a home, you have to realize that this argument, this dispute is between you and your lender. And your lender is gonna be looking for a couple of things and I wanna help you if you're someone that's a business owner and you're self-employed. I've had a lot of self-employed individuals come to me and say, Carlton, I'm stuck. I have to be a business owner for two years or I didn't show enough income or I just don't think I'm in the correct entity structure. If you wanna be a taxpayer that understands exactly what the mortgage lender needs to know to qualify for a loan, then you'll take this next five minutes extremely seriously with me. There are five true things that the mortgage lender is looking for when it comes to qualifying you for a loan. And number one is your income history report. Now, your income history report is also your employment history report. The government wants to see that you have been employed for at least two years. If you're someone that's an S corporation owner, it's easy for me to see that you're employed underneath your own business because you have to take payroll. And payroll is W-2. That means you're paying into Social Security and you're paying into Medicare taxes. And if you're taking in payroll, guess what? That means you have a consistent income. Just like a W-2 employee gets paid every week or every two weeks, the government views that you're getting paid now weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly because you're processing payroll. So you having an employment history and showing that you're actually having income coming to yourself from your business helps you in qualifying for a loan. The second thing that the mortgage lender is gonna look for is your credit score. Now, if you're a business owner, you might be putting a lot of expenses on your personal credit cards. I don't think that's a good idea for you to do. But if you're a business owner that's savvy, you have been using your EIN number and you probably already opened up a business credit card and you're paying for expenses on your business bank account. So when it comes to me being a mortgage lender trying to qualify for you for a loan, I am now not bringing into consideration your business credit. I'm only looking at your personal credit and your personal credit could end up being very clean if you weren't carrying business expenses on the personal side. So your personal credit is gonna be extremely important. Number three will be your down payment. Your down payment is always taken into consideration by your mortgage lender. They wanna see that you have proof of funds. If you're someone that's looking to qualify for a loan, you're probably keeping some of that money that you had from your business moved over into your personal account. That's fine. As an S corporation owner, you can take distributions and take payroll. It shows the government that you've been able to have a salary where you're paying payroll taxes and you have personal income sitting inside of your personal bank account. From an appearance standpoint, it looks better than someone that just has a business bank account and only takes distributions and doesn't take payroll, like an LLC owner. Number four, your debt versus your income ratio. The government wants to know, how much debt do you have working against the income that you have coming in? If you're a business owner, it's important for you to take your write-offs. But if you're a business owner that's trying to qualify for a loan, 
wouldn't you want to make sure that you're showing enough income so you can get the loan amount that you're looking for with the interest rate that you're looking for? Who wants to pay $4,000 in a mortgage bill if they can pay $3,500 in a mortgage bill? All because of the amount of loan money and interest rates that they can qualify for. Your debt to income ratio plays a factor into this. Being an S corporation owner can help you show that you have a better debt to income ratio. How could being in an S corporation show that I have a better debt to income ratio? Because being in an S corp could help you show more income with paying less taxes. An S corporation owner doesn't pay self-employment tax. They only pay payroll taxes plus the federal and state taxes that all taxpayers pay into. But payroll tax is less than self-employment tax. So S corporation owners are sitting on more cash to be able to make an investment into a property as opposed to an LLC owner. But we still have to remember that we have to hit the $45,000 threshold before we switch over to the S corporation. So having an S corporation does help us with our debt to income ratio. Last but not least, number five is the government's looking for your loan amount. Now, most banks are looking to give out the most amount of money right now due to the time period we're in. Inflation's at an all-time high. But if you show me that you have a lot of income, then I can trust you to pay me back over time. And if I'm a lender trying to give you out a loan, your goal being a taxpayer would be to receive the biggest loan amount you can get with the best interest rate possible. You showing more income on your tax returns while also paying less taxes being in an S corporation allows for me to give you the maximum amount I can as a mortgage lender. You as a taxpayer are looking for a good loan amount so you can make a great investment. Who wouldn't want to make a great investment? Knowing the information around an S corporation can help you make better investments even on a primary residence. So I hope this information was valuable to you. Now, the next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna discuss how to set up an S corporation or how to transition to an S corporation for additional tax savings. All right guys, so the first thing we're gonna talk about is how to convert to an S corporation if you're an LLC, a C corporation, a partnership, if you're any type of formal entity structure. Let's talk about how you can convert to an S corp. So if I'm an LLC or if I'm in a C corp or if I'm in a single member LLC and I want to go to a S corporation, then what I'm going to need to do is I'm going to need to fill out a form. The form that I fill out is called the 2553 form. This form right here can be submitted to transition your LLC, your C corporation, or your single member LLC into an S corporation so you can be in a place where you can start running payroll and just operate like an S corp. Many business owners fill out this form late. What happens if you do a late S election? This is when we submit what's called a late S election, and it can be done. We do it in my office. If your tax accountant tells you you can't do it, it's time for you to start picking up the phone. You can do a late S election by attaching 2553 to an 1120S form plus processing a 940 payroll. That is correct. If you process these three items, you can submit your tax returns as an S-Corp, you process payroll, and you've submitted the document on top of the tax return, filing yourself as an S-Corporation. We have done this process a lot in my office, and it saved so many taxpayers who thought they were too late to switch from the S-Corporation. What it ends up doing is it ends up helping us eliminate some of this 15.3% that all these S-Corporation owners have to pay into. 
that can be a bummer knowing that you have to pay an additional 15.3% on top of your federal and state taxes. Payroll taxes ends up being far less, and when you learn more about the S Corporation, you'll see its power in taking payroll. So these three forms right here is how someone can execute truly being an S Corporation and how you can do a late payroll. If you guys have any questions on when you should transition from an LLC to an S Corp, visit the video right here where I break down exactly that threshold that we talked about earlier. Now, last but not least is we wanna talk about how you can set up an S Corporation if you're a new business owner and you're coming into some serious income. In order to set up an S Corporation, you're gonna to need to file with the Secretary of State. Secretary of State allows for you to obtain your articles of incorporation. When you become an S Corp, you're a corporation and you will have articles of incorporation as opposed to articles of formation that an LLC owner has. So you'll have articles of incorporation. Now, after you filed with the Secretary of State, you're gonna to need to apply for an EIN number. When you apply for an EIN number with the Secretary of State, you'll receive your nine digit number. This number will become gold to you because it's like the social security number for your business and you can go open up your business bank account. But the next thing that you'll need to do is you'll need to establish your registered agent. Now, your registered agent is going to need to be in the same state that your entity structure resides in. These are some of the steps that allow for you to truly function like an S corporation and to remain in business compliance on a year to year basis. If you guys have enjoyed this video, go ahead and like, comment, subscribe. I look forward to creating more videos like this for you and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Cheers.